welcome to another episode of the Herd Main Show. Don't just talk I'm over. your herd leader, John Wayne. You can't get rid of me. I'm Megan. I don't want to get rid of you. Um, welcome to another episode where we talk about Star Wars. Uh, that's a good bit of what we do here. We talk about other things too, but uh, today we're talking about Star Wars. And if you haven't kept up with the news, um, the important news um, for Nerd Herder, we've re- started to revisit uh, discussing the things we love about each of the films. Um, yes. We did this forever ago when we were a wee babby podcast. and uh, we, <laughs> we thought to... everything had to be a list. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah, so we wanted to revisit that, take some time to celebrate and talk about what we love. Not a people just... Not not a lot of people just talk about what they love and, and enjoy and all of that stuff. Um, it's usually all about, I love this, so I'm going to go hate that. And um, yeah, we want to just make some room to talk about the good things of each of the movies because we think that all of them are good. Yeah. Um, that's a controversial take on Star Wars Twitter, but you can have it if you choose. If you choose to be happy, uh, you can. So anyway, so yeah, last uh, week... We discussed The Phantom Menace uh, <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah, we did. Listen, man, we have a lot to say about that movie. Yeah, well, and, and it threw off our groove. Like, we were we, we had another episode that was supposed to get out, and then um, because of the re-recording that we did, we explained it in that episode, so listen to that. Uh, also, just listen to that for the sake of talking about our favorite Star Wars movie and how we came to that opinion and all of that stuff. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it just threw off the groove, and I feel bad for it. But at the same time, I'm glad because we got a good episode out of it and and a good side conversation. That was the weird thing. We did something we didn't we, – we've never done where normally if we don't like something, we just redo it or just trash it or whatever. But um, sometimes in the bad, there's a little bit of good. So we did a two first. Technically, there were still two episodes, but I don't feel yeah. as good about it because we were supposed to talk about Godzilla, and I'm sad. <laughs> Uh, oh, honey, we'll, we, can, we can do a Godzilla episode. We, we will get there. Surprisingly, we have a lot already filled on our calendar, so there will be room for Godzilla somewhere eventually. But um, nonetheless, it did not throw off our plans for Mortal Kombat, so uh, next week we will be talking Mortal Kombat as well as it's going to be a double feature of Nerdyverse because it's going to be Mortal Kombat and it's going to be Bird and Bucky. So we're going to finally get to talk about that. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They know what I'm talking about. Yes, they do. So the same way we did with our WandaVision, we're just waiting for it to end. And we're possibly even waiting for the behind the scenes. Um, the WandaVision one didn't add as much. It was still enjoyable. So I oh, mean, yeah. it's, it's it just depends on how we're feeling that week. But yeah, it's going to be a double dose of Nerdyverse next week um, just because of that. Because there's so many good things happening. Uh, and then, you know, lots more to come. So yes. Uh, but anyway, yeah, with with Star Wars, we wanted to revisit that not because, not not because we feel anything significantly has changed in our opinions. I mean, you talked about how from your f- first early opinions of the Phantom Menace to now have significantly changed. But yes, overall, most people's idea of what we think about Star Wars hasn't changed that much. Listen, man, we just like Star Wars, right? Um, so I think it's more so just to revisit that and maybe talk about uh, other things and, and, and new things and just in general what we love about these movies. And, and again, it's all big idea wrapped up in wanting to just celebrate the good of Star Wars. Um, it's hard to find that out there. It's hard to find people that genuinely 
just do that. And we're not saying we're perfect because we're doing this series or anything. It's just, you know, motivated by the fact that not a lot of people just talk about what they like about Star Wars. It's always a debating and all this other stuff. And you can like one and like the other, and you can like all of them or some of them or whatever. <laughs> so um, yeah. that's really the the heart behind this is just talking about what we love about each of them. Yeah. Whatever that may be. And um, I did a stupid... So you're going to have to help me out. Ooh. I We're using my, my phone uh, as part of recording, and I was going to have Twitter pulled up because um, oh, no. I asked folks for their opinions on Attack of the Clones, so you'll have to pull that up. We'll save that for later and use that. But, um, yeah, we uh, put it out there on Twitter, asked you to say something nice about this movie, and some people had a lot of things to say, and, and it was nice. Uh, we're going to do this for all of the ones moving forward. So there's our plug. You should follow us on Twitter and well, yes, you should. Twitter and Instagram Watch and me. Facebook. Watch me hold my phone two inches from my face as I try to read Twitter desperately. So, um, but yeah, so uh, we talked about The Phantom Menace last week. Uh, Again, you should definitely go check that out. Now we're talking about Attack of the Clones. We're going obviously in chronological order. Uh, You don't have to search so hard. You look so intense. I'm just trying to read, man. (laughs) Okay, I'm... I have do you need me to do it? Incredibly bad eyesight, and I'm also dyslexic. Do you so. need me to do it? No, I got it. Do you need me to do it? I got it. Okay. Do you need me to do it? No. Did you find it? I found it. Okay. I'm gonna have it. Save open. that for later. Put a pin in that. Um, but, but, don't but. lose it because clearly you can't find things very well right now. I wonder why that is. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So we shared, or we said last week in talking about the Phantom Menace, um, kind of. Uh, sideways and jokingly of like that a lot of people generally put this at the bottom of their Star Wars list if you're taking all of the films into account and I even I I said that I think that's generally a lot of people's takes and um, I I still I really do believe that And, and I don't know that it's I know for me it's not specific to this is the worst of them all it's more so that just I think a lot of people see that the other ones have a lot to offer. But I think when you're comparing egg to egg, it's easy to make that kind of list. It's easy to say, well, this doesn't do as much as this, or this doesn't do as well as that. Or, yeah. But, you know, taking it as its own entity, its own thing, it's really hard because it's episode two. That means there's an episode one and an episode three, and that means there's an episode four and an episode five. Like, it's a part of a structure, so it feels wrong almost to take it out of the structure and yeah. watch it enjoy it for itself. But I feel like it deserves that because, again, when you start doing that comparison game, I mean, m- maybe it doesn't do as much as other Star Wars movies, but it does do a lot right and a, a, a lot well. Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it a little bit more as we get into it, but this movie does so much for setting up character arcs in go other ahead and characters. Do it. We're, we're not, you know what? We're not, we're, go we'd have no it. structure, so go ahead and do your thing. I have no structure. I'm a goblin in the wild. I right? am a gelatinous blob, <laughs> and I just got sued by D&D. <laughs> you're, you're my gelatinous cube, baby. Yeah, there you go. I, I use you to keep my treasures. I will slurp uh, your belongings <laughs> and, and your love. <laughs> That's the sound a gelatinous cube makes, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. uh, anyway, also t-shirt design, building up, please. Uh, setting up characters. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, but before you get there, I do want to talk about the most important thing we love. I'm holding my horses. We love people that rate and subscribe oh to the gosh. podcast. So, if you haven't, whatever your platform—Apple, Spotify, YouTube, whatever you like listening and digesting us on, 
make sure you tell us you like it because we like when you do that. And, and stars, reviews, yeah. share, whatever it looks like. Tell people and tell us you love it. Fondle and, um, that like button. Yeah, just just, just fondle it. Just just <laughs> get nice and cozy with that like button. Uh, you know. I have anyway. regrets in my life. Um, yes. Back to so, you. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Yep. So this movie does so much for setting up the character of Leia through Padme. Mm. Like you see, so much of the attributes of Leia's character come up from Padme, even though she never met her mother. Supposedly. Um, I, I do believe that that line in... Um, Re- uh, Return of the Jedi. Thank you. Or Revenge of the Jedi. I was almost <laughs> still right. You're you're right all the time, baby. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do believe that that was like a, a force thing. I, yeah, I think, absolutely. Like, she saw memories of her mother through other people. Yeah, and, and I think that's one of those things... Um, you can justify it if you want to, but if you also want to nitpick it, you can mm-hmm. be a Richard about it. Like, it, it, it's not that big of a deal. Let, let it be a nice moment. Um, I do, yeah, I, I agree. This this film has the, the benefit of having a strong character established like Leia and being able to retroactively genetically explain her mm-hmm. um, through where she gets a lot of her characteristics that a lot of people, uh, especially... Uh, girls and women are attracted to mm-hmm. in terms of you know empowerment and, and leadership and all of that stuff I mean they really not that I used to think that they took uh, a boring version of Padme and made her more interesting but in reality she's strong and and unique in both instances and different ways and I think Absolutely. that I think we even mentioned um, you know like Queen Shadow and all that uh, last week but like E.K. Johnson's really been able to tease that out of, like, it's the same Padme, it's the same characteristics, it's different settings. Yes. And so the same strong, powerful female that she was in The Phantom Menace is the same she is here. If anything, yes, she does get more time to shine, but it's just a different setting that we're seeing it all in. Exactly. And and, and, and like you said, it, it, it does, <clears throat> it, it builds into eventually who we'll see uh, Leia be. And we see that, like, it's... It, that weird idea of destiny and everything like you're you were always intended to be that you were not raised by your mom but you still turned out to be someone your mom would be proud of Mm -hmm. and that you know it's just it's a really awesome thing so yeah Yeah. i agree and also um some of luke's whiny tendencies (laughs) probably came from anakin too yeah Um. i mean i I have to and i always uh play devil's advocate for this i don't have a problem with the whiny i like even teasing it i don't i i don't have an issue with it like it's very uh, relatable dialogue to a point especially anakin here Mm -hmm. in this movie i can relate to a lot of that i mean and you also think he doesn't get the chance to vent and have that healthy processing time with his emotions so when he gets someone he feels like he can trust that he can open up to yeah it's just gonna sound like garbage because that's that's he hasn't put it into eloquent terms and all this like no this is this is my feelings and i'm just throwing it at you and yeah. it just sounds like what it sounds like i like i don't if anything i i just think it's true to the character absolutely and like you know what anakin and 
all the other Jedis in this era, please just play the go to therapy game. <laughs> right. It's a fun game. You'll love it. Yeah. You know what? You you get to play games like let me toss my feelings at the wall, see what sticks. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a great time. Well, and it's also like it's very similar to that like Hagrid feel of like I shouldn't have said that. Like it's the things you say yeah. in the heat, and you're just like, whoops. That was that was a little harsh. I maybe don't like. Every a lot of what he says and does in this film isn't a hundred percent his uh stance or opinion or anything. It's just again, it's that very raw feeling that just comes out and it's just yeah. like does he hate Obi Wan? No. I mean he even says in a lot like, don't get me wrong, I- I'm grateful, but I feel this. And it's like it's clearly this wrestling that he's having of like, I do love this guy, but like I feel like he doesn't get me. I feel like he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, I, I don't think it's meant to be taken as a, this is my entire opinion about everything in the world. I think, again, it's just that very raw, open, I put it out there, and then afterwards he's like, I wonder if that was a little too much. I wonder if maybe I shouldn't have said that. Anakin, Where Where's the edit button on this? <laughs> like, you know. Anakin has ADHD. I probably... <laughs> Like, I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. Because oversharing is a big thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, good start so far. Like, Thank you. I, and this is what I like about the, the the no structure to these kinds of things because it just allows for whatever comes up. It, you know, this is the good side of it. The bad side was the, the, the first Phantom Menace episode we did where it's just like we just had no thing. Well, I mean, essentially what Anakin does, yeah, it's just like, this one thing I'm going to talk about forever, and then I'm going to realize I have no episode left. And it's just like, anyway. And, like, I love the, the scene where they just got to Naboo, and they go to the Queen's office, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're I, talking about the security detail, and he basically goes, well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> I, I, I love that that is just a section in the in the actual palace that they put a desk and some chairs in. Like, when you see it in wide shot, like the first shot you see it in in The Phantom Menace where you've got the queen and all that other stuff, it looks nice because it's a tight shot. Yeah. But then here we see a very wide shot and it's like, that's a big room for just one and, desk, and bro. And also her <laughs> chair is so far away from the desk. Yeah, I, it, it's so uncomfortable. It's just like, so, it's so funny. Oh. Um, it, like it's it's clear, it looks good. It does. It's just, it's such a funny thing. It, it, it makes me giggle. But um, yeah, I, I, I like that. Uh, and, and it, you know, it portrays his struggle through this film is adequacy, like, or feeling really more inadequate. It's this idea of feeling like he has to prove himself really to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I feel like Padme cares about him for who he is. I feel like Obi-Wan cares about him for who he is. And I, I feel like more people would if he understood that and if he was honest with himself a little more. But you'd almost say he's set up as a handicap because Jedi can't be honest with themselves like oh, yeah. that. But I, I, I think that, you know, it's this idea of I have to make sure that they think I'm, you know, a, a good Jedi, I'm, I'm, I'm smart, I'm important. It's, it's that thing of like oversharing in a meeting because you need them to believe you know what you're doing. And it's yeah, just like over explaining nobody, n- nobody doubted you like you didn't have like. And so that scene's a very good example of just like, wait, hang on, I'm in charge. You're like, calm down. It's not that, you know, it's Hold your poncho. All right. It's a very similar to the obi-wan scene earlier when he's like you know we'll we'll find who's trying to kill you and it's just like dude we're we're just protecting her we're not sleuthing Mm -hmm. um you know and it's like now it's handled very differently though 
And I think that's what's interesting about this film is how they show the same struggle that Anakin kind of has. And again, this these are all opinions. We're not saying these are the ways, or I'm not saying this is the way it is. I'm just saying this is the way I have kind of uh, latched onto it and taken it. Yeah. So the same struggle that Anakin has of I have to show myself, I have to prove myself, I have to, like, all this, uh, you know, self, uh, uh, you know, you've, you've got to prove you're as good as you think you are or they think you are or you yeah. need to be. Obi-Wan's doing the same thing. It took me, I'm sorry for the word cabbage that all of that was uh, thoughts, okay? I love um, word cabbage. <laughs> but the same thing of, like, why did you need to publicly correct him in, in a way humiliate him in that that moment like you know it it's again that kind of posturing of just like i'm the teacher i know best i don't have flaws or problems i like Mm -hmm. just listen to me and and um it's not to make obi-wan out to be a horrible person it it's just this identity issue that everybody kind of struggles with yeah and it's funny that anakin and obi-wan are both going through an identity struggle but the problem is they're going about it in a way that makes them abrasive and against each other, really. The best way to describe it is, like, when someone grows up with a lot of siblings, like I did, like, there is unspoken tension almost constantly between the oldest and the younger children. That's what I feel here. <laughs> like, because, yeah. like, there's always an air of, well, mom put me in charge. Mm-hmm. It, like, Qui-Gon said, I'm in charge. Yeah. What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Don't don't question me. Don't mm-hmm. question my power. And, and it, Love you, Ryan. And it comes from, and this is where it switches. Like, that can sound horrible, but I, I believe it comes from a place of caring and, and good intent because yeah. he does want Anakin to be the best he can be. He does want to believe that if he's the chosen one, that he, I, I have to help him make the right choices. Mm-hmm. So it it comes from a good place but it's just a matter of tact and approach i think and it's just also a matter of being honest it's okay like and people will probably disagree with disagree with me but i I, it's okay for a parent to tell a kid like i don't have all the answers and i don't know what to do right now i'm just as confused as you are like you know it's it's okay for a parent to be like hey you know how you feel imperfect sometimes I do too. I'm I'm not perfect, and mm-hmm. I I just want what's best for you. So let's figure that out together. Versus, this is what my master did for me, or this is what I wished my master would have done for me. So I'm gonna do that, and it's what's best for you, even if you don't believe it. Like you, you you're gonna understand. You're gonna thank me later for this, and you know it's those lines of thinking that might have good intentions, but ultimately don't help. Uh, and and I don't care what you say when you kidnap a kid at nine years old and adopt him and in fact you would take them a lot younger than that in most cases mm-hmm. you are that kid's parent you are Obi- responsible for that child. right obi-wan is the parent in this relationship uh, you know i know eventually as anakin becomes a man and as he becomes a jedi they they kind of take this brotherly approach to it but in, in reality again you've got so much responsibility yeah you're his parent mm-hmm. so it's that same kind of exchange i think that it's like you have good intentions in raising this kid, but like you're you're you are so rigid with your own issues that it's kind of passing on and, and making it difficult for them. Yeah. So I feel like this this 
movie also does a fantastic job of showing in what a state of arrested development Anakin is. Mm. Like, dude went from, you know, having a mom, just living his life up to that point, knowing that, oh, these emotions are okay. Like, I, I always have my mom to latch on to. I hit the mic. And to um, tell me everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I can seek her for comfort. To moving to a school in space where he's told, no, 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 no. Emotions are bad. Just don't feel. <laughs> if you need comfort, you need to pray about it, basically. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, even I think of, and it, it's taken a different turn having my own um relationship with grief and all of that other stuff the scene where it's like you know you don't sleep well anymore and it's you know yeah. it's like yeah and, and, and like let's I, it's because of my mom and it's just like oh dreams pass like that that's is a not bad thing to say that's not advice that's not you know compassion like and it's that though of like that's either what he received or what he um how he's come to process and it's just this idea of passing that on and it's just like well this works for me this works it should work for you and it's just like it doesn't because this isn't a jedi thing like grief isn't a jedi thing it's a human thing it's a person thing so it's like and and that's the like thing to break your understanding of when we like uh, when we relate certain characteristics with certain uh archetypes we start to feel like well for for me to be this archetype, I have to do these things. Or for me to do these things, I have to be this archetype. If I'm going to be a good person, I have to be a good Christian. If I'm going to be a Christian, I have to be a good... Like, it's like you still link them together that it's just like, okay, you're starting to try and will it into existence, but it's just like, this doesn't necessarily mean this, and that doesn't necessarily mean that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the whole thing of, like, later when he's, um, you know, venting and opening up about what he did with the Sand People, it's just like... This idea, like, I'm a Jedi, I should be better than this, I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't do this. Like, yes. his whole thing is in, is wrapped up in this idea of, I'm struggling because I'm not a good Jedi. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be a good Jedi, so I shouldn't struggle. And it's just like, that's mm-hmm. not, you are human. Exactly. And, and that's exactly what Padme said. Like, it, you know, to be angry is to be human. He's like, I'm a Jedi. Like, wait, so you transcend yeah. humanity because you're a Jedi? That's not how this works. And I've seen so many people, like, that scene, they kind of pose it as grief or anger. I think it's panic. Mm-hmm. Like, he is, Anakin is panicking. Like, <laughs> he is so caught up in what he did that he's just in full tilt panic mode, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I think it's all three. I, I think that he he is, in his, in his grief, he did react. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first time, he was bathed in emotions like he felt more in that moment than I think he's ever felt Mm -hmm. but feeling emotions is not processing emotions and so I think that's what's coming in that moment is he internally he's trying to process but he's also refusing to process because that's a human thing and it's just this idea of like it is to be a good human to be a good Jedi or are they separate? Are they linked? Like it's this weird struggle. Mm-hmm. And, and I, the boys doing mental gymnastics. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's so relatable. And obviously a lot of fictitious um, things are included in this, the messianic uh, side of the chosen one. And like, there's all these things that you're never going to experience and there's never going to be these kinds of setups in your life. But then there's also these times when, it's very relatable. Mm-hmm. It's these times where it's very real. 
in that you are going to grieve. You are going to uh, lash out in anger. And you are even going to want to push away your humanity because you feel like you're so expected to be a good person. But I feel like being in touch with your humanity is what makes you a good person. And that's where I think Anakin goes wrong. And I think that's what this this arc for him shows. Like his his arc in this is to show his devolvement into losing his humanity to the point that he can make the choices he makes in episode three mm-hmm. and then eventually even be who he is in episode four. And we see it perfectly happen and it's tragic. And it's what a lot of people go through in trying to please themselves, please others mm-hmm. of like, I can't feel, I can't show I'm under pressure. I can't like, I was, I was even talking to someone recently where they were like, I can't confide that I'm overwhelmed at my job because if I do, I will lose my job. And it's like, that, yeah. that shouldn't be a thing, but that's a thing. And it's just, it's such a weird thing to wrestle with. It's so difficult, but I, I love um, the illustration of Anakin's arc uh, for that and everything. And, and um, yeah, I have a lot uh, to talk about. We're talking about working through a series where I'll get to talk more about that uh, eventually and everything. Eventually. But overall, I, I really relate and, and, and appreciate um, his journey for what it what kind of commentary it is on, on that aspect, you know. Um, and um, I, I kind of want to get into technical things because I feel like we can make this the Anakin show very easily. And we will have an Anakin show at some point. Because yes. I would almost say... This has some of my favorite and biggest Anakin moments mm-hmm. um, because in episode three, I think it's a lot of choices he makes because of what happens here, mm-hmm. you know? So I think here is some of the fundamental and biggest and most impactful, important moments it's for his character um, because of if not for the content we got here, if not for the development we got here. The other stuff doesn't matter anyway. It wouldn't exist the way it exists. So um, I think by episode three, a lot of his choices are made. And they, I think they get started, they start to get made here. Mm-hmm. So, but um, aside from character, so we did mention um, Qui-Gon. Yes, we and did. we can't mention Qui-Gon without mentioning the interesting card played in this one because Qui-Gon's master comes in. And I just remember being just so... Like, I don't know. I never thought of, like, who trained this great Jedi? Mm-hmm. And also, wait, they turned evil. What does that, like, it, yeah. it, we've gotten to talk about this in retrospect a lot more, uh, especially thanks to Kevin Scott's uh, Dooku Jedi Lost and everything. Fantastic. That shows that some of the things we like Qui-Gon for are some of the reasons maybe we shouldn't like Dooku for. Although I do like him for it because Christopher Lee makes you like everything. Of course. He's fantastic. He's freaking Dracula. He's count of uh, He's count of many things. <laughs> he's he's wonderful in everything he does and and I just I love in this I, I don't know what it is about this. So seeing him in Lord of the Rings makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he knew Tolkien. Oh yeah. Like, well, he he should be in that. He yeah. fits so well with the gravitas and and just all all of the elements play in together, and it's just like, this is a role he was meant for. Here, this more seems like a favor he did, it, and it's not. That is not a criticism. That is not a criticism. I yes. I, I, I'm. I just mean it. It's more so like, 
this isn't like what he would normally do. This is like oh. when he did Ch- Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where it's just like, you're or just ha- you're just having fun. Too? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I've seen Howling too. Oh. Um, but it's literally just this is fun. You shouldn't have told me that. Well, we'll we'll handle that later. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this is clearly just fun. This yeah. is just a good time. This isn't necessarily an accolade for your your career, although no, you're just having fun and doing flips. Yeah, it's it's just it's it's nice to see him included because he's such a re- by that point in his career, he's such a regal actor and he's just so up there. But it's also nice to see that like he none of it ever got to him. None of it ever was um you know, went to his head or anything like that. He he still was just like he he understood the assignment to quote the meme. Like he would show up and it's just like okay you want this and i'm gonna do this and it's gonna be fine and it was it was great i love count dooku absolutely Um, i do hate in film we only get him for the last part of episode two and then we only get him for the first few minutes of episode three yeah things got out of hand there (laughs) yeah um i i like a lot of clone wars but overall it's just like i feel like Christopher Lee didn't get enough to establish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like actually really Corey Burton, who did the voice, um, who's a fantastic voice double for Christopher Lee. Absolutely. Uh, also one of the original Transformers, um, Shockwave. But I don't feel like, I, I, or I feel like he gets more claim to some of the character of Dooku. Because he got like to play fair. him more. He did, mm-hmm. Like he got to really be the character. Um, whereas... In the films, I mean, that's just Christopher Lee, I think, <laughs> like, you know. Just um, standing around being regal. Like, one of my thought experiments a lot of the times is, like, trying to take Christopher Lee and put him in Clone War situations, and it's just hilarious. It's just, it doesn't work as much. Especially <laughs> him getting shot in the neck with a dart in his jammies. A, a, a lot of Clone Wars would not work with Christopher Lee or yeah. with live-action actors. I'm sorry. But you can still have fun. It's still good. Um, not a criticism, again. It's just fun. Stop criticizing things, John. Right, apparently. Um, but yeah, I, I liked Count Dooku. I liked his inclusion. I liked the complexity of him being Qui-Gon's master and that whole brief uh, exchange there with Obi-Wan of like, you know, yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn would never join you. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I... Would he join the dark side? No. No. Would he maybe have thoughts that would make him anti-jedi i don't know i mean it's complex he, he's a complicated character it gets into things that um i think the newer films and everything get into and like uh and, and the clone wars where it's like okay so you don't agree with the republic not entirely so you're a separatist no well then agree with the republic no so you're a separatist no like it's this idea of, like, one is the other. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like Qui-Gon would be trapped in that of just, like, so you disagree with a Jedi, so you're a Sith. No, like, no. Like, I can disagree with a Jedi and not be a Sith. And I think that's what would have been different uh, if he was alive. And we even talked about this in our What If episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he would have let Dooku go to the dark side. Like, no. I, I think he would have been a support system to Dooku. That's why in my head canon, it... it Part of why Dooku turns is still because he found out about Qui-Gon's death. Because I don't feel like Qui-Gon would have let that happen. Yeah, just Palpatine left out the whole thing where, you know, he sent It was his... my apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, but if the Jedi didn't send them, 
then so the Jedi are still at fault. Like, come on. Um, and the any any uh anything you want to add, anything you want to call out specifically? Because uh, I could think of some things to talk about, but I don't want to dominate. Uh, Anakin's poncho. It's something. The Skywalker poncho, the man. The Skywalker poncho, which originally, I believe, was the Qui-Gon Jinn poncho. I like to think so, but I'm not sure. I'd have to compare. <laughs> Just you staring at two pictures like, what? They're, these are Is the same thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I mean, like, just in general, the costumes are fantastic in mm-hmm. this movie. Like, just <laughs> Padme's beautiful rising sun headdress in uh, on the trip to Naboo. It's definitely dressed for travel. There. Mm-hmm. Well, and and similarly to um, a lot of her queenly looks in episode one everything kind of had a a piece to it everything was intentional and i think that's what's so important about her wardrobe is it's not just to look pretty yeah except for the black outfit it's very expressionary um that was i'm sure there's a thing for it but i don't know yeah i don't like that one you don't like that one. i don't like that i don't like the the situation spoiled it a little bit (laughs) (laughs) i don't yeah um I feel like, okay, so I feel like that scene is still one of the things for me where I'm just like, this is fine. I agree. Because I like the dialogue. I don't, I think the setting really pushes a different, so like with filmmaking, everything in a shot tells the story. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the dialogue, like the first thing you see is the dialogue and the actors. Those are the primary storytellers. But then you also have the lighting. You have, you have the setting. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, attire and everything. Like, all of that plays yeah, into... Yeah. Yes. Um, you have all of these things that work together to tell the story you're trying to tell in that scene. Mm-hmm. I feel like the dialogue is fine. I, I know a lot of people have an issue with the dialogue. I think it's fine. I think it's very Star Wars-y, honestly. Like, that that weird, almost Shakespearean yeah. opera-ish. I don't know how to process my emotions, so I'm going to say them really fancy. Yeah, well, and it's it's just that idea of just, like, just because you're eloquent about it doesn't make it, like, elevated or anything. But, yeah. So, I, I don't mind that. I, I think, though, the setting and all this tries to sh- kind of sh- sell a different thing. Um, I, I, I just feel like... It's a bit too sexy. You're getting to the, yeah, I feel like you're getting to the same end, but you're doing it different ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a weird conflict. Um, and it's it's really just that of just like, I don't think this scene, everything in this scene works together for the same good, but it does still get to the same end. The appearance, the dialogue all ends with the same thing of, you know, sexual tension, romantic tension between these two characters. So if it still gets to this end point, but different ways and a little weird, does it still work? Yeah, kind of for me, at least. I get that. So it, it's, it. I mean, a lot of people have a lot of issues with this. But like like I said, that's the one thing for me where I can't, I kind of have to mentally work with it. But it still gets there for me. I think like the thing that we often forget about the romance story of Anakin and Padme in this movie is Anakin has... The, the emotions of a 10 year old like i said like he yeah. this is how he thinks love should be and he's caught up in why isn't this working mm-hmm. why isn't this so easy like mm-hmm. I, I don't know 
No, I agree. And I mean, you mentioned Arrested Development earlier, and I agree. Like, that's the part of the problem is, like, he's still that kid that's trying to be a man, trying to be a Jedi, trying to be good, like, all of these things. Um, and, And, yeah, I mean, I don't like spoiling moments they have, like, in Clone Wars that are cute and are romantic and are nice. But at the end of the day, it was always going to end poorly mm-hmm. because it was started poorly. And that's okay because that's the story. Like, I feel like there's this pressure to make it like, no, it was all fine and wonderful until Palpatine. And it's like, no, they each have a little bit of a responsibility. I think Anakin more so because he had some more of the issues that contributed to the relationship. Mm-hmm. But overall, like, no, it... it you can't just blame it on, well, we were in love until that one time and then we got a divorce. And it's like, no, there were contributing factors all throughout and there's personal responsibility to take and there's all these other things. Like, you can't just say that one bad day is the reason you divorced yeah. your wife. People don't just get divorced. Right. So I, I think it's okay that this has a rocky start. I think it's actually it's what it's meant to be for the story, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of have to get into the the canon of it of just the destiny like was he always meant to fall all, all this like was it always going to end poorly i think what happened it was what was always going to happen mm-hmm. you know it sucks because that means all these you know jedi died and all these other people died and this war started and everything but at the same time again i feel like that what we got was what it was supposed to be it's weird like i know and, and it sucks because again we like to think that it could have gone differently. Like there's this story out there of Star Wars where it all ends happily at episode two because they just fall in love. Yeah. But I think we were always going to get episode three. We were always going to get episode four and five so that we could get episode six. You know, we can't have the redemption and the loving story between father and son. if We don't have the tragic story of husband and wife. And, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we just, it's okay to, have a complicated thing like that i you know um entertainment star wars all this that it, it is escapism and we want it to be idealized versions but there is still stories to tell yeah and if it's all perfect then the story of a guy attempting to kill his wife killing children and then turning to the dark side doesn't fit as well but if you take a very traumatized kid with unmanaged emotions who tries to find solace in this romantic relationship only to find that, well, you brought your trauma into this relationship. Mm-hmm. That makes more sense that he could one day kind of pop off. Yeah, that that makes a lot more sense. Yet again. <laughs> let's go to therapy, guys. Right, just, let's just, go, just go to, to therapy, therapy. please. Um, as far as, so, lots of character stuff to discuss. And, and that's what's so great about this film. It, it, it is so character development heavy mm-hmm. um, and I think that's what's so great about it is whereas most Star Wars are very filled with great moments and like a character development choice this one is just really thick with just it's all about getting you to understand these characters and understand their choices and all this other stuff so it's really it's really interesting oh this is the movie that made Boba but and 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 for moments that are just cool not necessarily character development not necessarily deep and and philosophical um yes we get 
Boba Fett Origins, and we get what would come to be a lot of people's favorite Star Wars content um, through the creation of clones. So um, I don't feel like a lot of people give credit where credit is due that we got Clone Wars because of this. Yes, big time. We got some of the best Star Wars content, and that's not a dig. I love a lot of content, but who can argue about the majesty of Clone Wars? It's great. Here's a question that I have. Okay. (laughs) How do you think Obi-Wan went to Kamino? Like, he found out all of this stuff. Found out that a freaking army was being built for the Republic under everyone's noses Mm -hmm. from a apparently disgraced Jedi, Sifo-Dyas. Great, dope. But then, in the Clone Wars, he cannot believe that something may have gone wrong with the clones. Mm -hmm. Like, that... People should have listened to Fives. Well, it's... That's all I'm saying. The Clone Wars is full of instances of, like, the suspicion that something is wrong. But but no no one acting on it. (laughs) Yeah, no follow-through. Like, and I I think, or or at least the way I take the analogy, Mm -hmm. uh, again, you can do whatever you want with it, but I see that as a matter of, like, Again, to kind of even tie it to what we're talking about with Anakin here, it's this idea of knowing something's wrong but not doing anything about it. Like, hmm. I know I feel things that maybe are bad for me. N- not that make me a bad Jedi, because it's not about being a Jedi. But I feel things that worry me because mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like this anger. I don't like this fear in me. But what if I tell Obi Wan and he and he thinks less of me because of that? Mm-hmm. what if he takes it to mean that I think he's bad at his job as my teacher? What if the one person that believes in me stops believing in me because I say I'm messed up? And that kid's so, spiraling. And that starts spiraling to the point of, okay, the only way out is to ignore it. If I act like I don't, like, it's that fake it to you, make it mentality of, like, if I act like it's not real, it's not real, and everybody still loves me, and it's okay. And I just have to keep picking myself out of this spiral anytime it happens. And it's just, eventually you're going to go down in that spiral. That's the thing. You can save yourself from the spiral as much as you want. Yes. You can keep yourself from the suicidal thoughts as much as you want. And yeah, I know, I'm going dark and deep, and just sue me. You can, you can keep yourself from taking one drink too many or doing one thing too much, or saying more than you should, or even getting more physical than you ought. You can do that ten times, but it only takes one, and there's no coming back. That's the story of Anakin. Yes. He's pulled him out himself out of the spiral so many times, but there's one time he can't, and yep. everything else changes. And that's why you need to go to therapy. And so I... I, I absolutely agree and jump on the crazy train of that of like all of these moments where it's like you you had something you know i i've, I've yeah. told the story before um at work of uh, uh, someone we had that we we hired to be a driver um you we just because you drive in general does not mean you can drive professionally yes. so yeah like one day the, the the car breaks down they call and they're just like i don't know what happened everything went wrong i can't get this so we finally get it taken care of, we get it to the shop, blah, 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 and so ask, like, so what happened? What 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 indicators came on and all this other stuff? It's like, I don't know. All I know is all the lights were on when I turned it on and left this morning, and then it just died. And it's like, so you saw all these signals that something was wrong and decided to drive anyway. Red flags. They are everywhere, <laughs> and yet we choose to ignore them because I only got five blocks to go. 
I've only got to get through today. I've only got one more week and then I get vacation. Like, I can make it till this. And it's like, no, if, if a red flag comes up, if a signal comes up, if something needs attention. You need to give it attention. Give it attention. Take care of it. Yes. So Clone Wars is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and again, I don't, I, I just don't get it. We, we don't give enough credit that like Clone Wars would not be what it is without Attack of the Clones. Agreed. It's so crazy to me that not enough credit's given for that and uh, everything. Because I remember just the absolute hype. Uh, And I love that more people are discovering it for the first time and rediscovering it thanks to the vintage section on uh, Disney+. Plus. But the the original, original 2003 Clone Wars, like going from the action and... Like they literally made a show that was based on the last 20 minutes of this movie. Like all that action, all that pizzazz of... Oh, you want 20 Jedi? Have 50. Like, all this, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. everything amazing about, and, and that's what a lot of people praise this for, is that that climax, that action. But putting that in a show and, and giving us all these other amazing characters that aren't Obi-Wan or Anakin, oh my gosh, that is just mind-blowing. And But, again, not to quote the memes, but you can't have... Clone Wars, Gindy's, or Filoni's, if you can't love Attack of the Clones. If you don't love me and my Fred, you don't deserve <laughs> me and my Durst. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love, and I love it only more with every viewing and year that passes by. I love Boba Fett. I love baby so, Boba Fett. Yep. I love Jango Fett. Um, arguably, one of the best things about this movie is Jango Fett. And I don't mean that to say everything else sucks. I love a lot about this movie. It's just literally thinking, <laughs> literally thinking about Jango Fett makes me watch this movie. Like, I, I, I remember, it's like a random thought at work. Oh, man, Jango Fett's armor is really shiny. I should watch Attack of the Clones tonight. <laughs> like, it's literally that easy for me. Mm-hmm. I, when we went to Celebration in 2019, um, we were so disappointed. That we couldn't meet tomorrow. Yeah, like, we were supposed to have an. We were supposed to have a uh, meet with him and Daniel Logan. Daniel is still fantastic. fantastic We've gotten to interact with him a little bit on social media too. So, yes. lots of instances to appreciate that. But um, and Bubs keeps hearing his name. And yeah, he's, he's getting. Ex- yeah, he's he's like I, I'm here. I'm here, Papa. Um, Papa. Yeah, I, I I love I love it, and uh, we'll have to do a talk about um, beginnings to ends of Boba Fett because. Obviously, who we got to see recently in The Mandalorian is a bit different of a character than we see portrayed here. Mm-hmm. And also, is Boba Fett the bad guy? Like, oh, uh, there's a lot I want to do and talk about with Boba Fett. Um, and uh, he's a very, very interesting character. Absolutely. And again, Clone Wars gets to develop that more. Um, and obviously, you know, The Mandalorian's taken that even further and everything. He's not just the cool guy in the bucket anymore. No. Also... He had a dad, and he was awesome. And, yeah, I don't know. Just give me a good dad, and I'm just big and soft for it because I didn't have one, so I just get Aww. jealous. Tomorrow, Morrison, if, if you've got an opening, <laughs> if, you, if you need a son, I would make you proud. <laughs> I promise. Yes, you would, yes, you would baby. Um, You'd be the best bounty hunting son ever. And, again, uh, a lot of people mentioned uh, Django and all that other stuff. But, yeah, and then, again, technical achievements of the, the final battle. Big time. Great stuff. This is, is around the time of, like, Lord of the Rings where they're doing stuff um, similarly to this, uh, building scale and doing all of this of a little bit of miniature com- com- 
combination with um, digital, but also you've just got you've got digital stormtrooper or uh, digital clone troopers fighting digital droids and a digital landscape, and it's, just, it's so much. Yeah. Um, and I think it works together so well. And at the scene at the very end is one of my favorites. You know, the wedding scene. Oh, yeah. Because it is a reminder that the only person who has almost the entirety of the Skywalker saga from front oh, yeah. to bottom is R2-D2. Yep, he's got every highlight of the Skywalker uh, <laughs> journey and family. Yeah, and he is not a unreliable narrator. He knows most of it. Right. He's telling the story, I, you know, <gasps> my headcanon. It's not the Journal of the Wills. It's R2-D2 <laughs> He is the Wills. Yes. He is the Wills. Um, all right, so before we close, um, wanted to take some time to highlight and, and share some of the thoughts that we uh, got through Twitter because yeah. uh, we said we would, and, and we want to honor that because a lot of people had a lot of fun things to say. Do you need me to read it? No. Okay. Got it. Okay. All right. Uh, Backyard Tardis said, I liked the Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Jango Fett fight. I appreciate that they took the opportunity to uh, correct their mistake of uh, Boba Fett and literally use every weapon in the arsenal yes. um, against a Jedi. Including uh, the greatest sound effect in movie history. Oh, yeah. Seismic charge. Didn't even get to mention that. Yeah. Thank you, Zoop. See, this is why we ask for your comments. You talk about the things we don't get to talk about. So Absolutely. there you go. That is one of the most satisfying sounds Absolutely. in movie history. Like, Absolutely. Ah, when it happened Oscar in The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. like, it, it, both of us were just... Mm-hmm. silent oh yeah so that we could hear it right oh my gosh uh joshua burke says hello there general kenobi <laughs> that's the next one uh Thich not han solo uh said uh nobody appreciates the film noir aspects of the film um actually nate did um yeah nate from um bippity boppity boop podcast <laughs> i think it is not bippity boop blippity boppity boop it's very similar. It's like if Obi-Wan was Mary Poppins. Um, Nate uh, mentioned that, actually, because, and, and I agree with him, but the Columbo-ishness of all of that. and One more thing. Like, that's just so much of this movie, actually, when you yeah. watch it back. is It's a lot of just Obi-Wan sleuthing, yeah. and he's doing such a good job. You know what? It's not just Columbo. It's also Murder, She Wrote. Well, and, and again, this set up an aspect of Clone Wars episodes. Many an episode was very similar to this, where it's just that very classic, like, detective. Like, because Keeper of the Peace sounds nice, but when you actually have to make up what that job description is, it's mm-hmm. kind of hard. Film noir, kind of good good grasp at it. Good, good, good aspect. Yeah. Um, Force Friends uh, Rewatch Podcast said, uh, love the gladiator scene. Um uh, all of the Padme costumes were stunning. Zam Wessel and Jango Fett, excellent combination. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And Finnick and Boba are just the reincarnation of that yes, fight. Yes, actually. Um, Christopher Lee is iconic, yep. Jango Obi fight, yep. And uh, tons of new Jedi, yes. And and that was the thing with the, like, the Gindi Tartakovsky, more so than the Filoni. We did get certain characters. Like, thank you for giving us more Plo. Thank yes. you for including um, more Jedi. But Gindi did it better i think because we get the best portrayal of us of um shakti we get uh phalam dama we get um oh gosh kit fisto uh, we we do get shirtless kit fisto we do which is, is is never wrong we get um roran korob 
Um, you know, and like we get so many. We also get uh, the fan created uh, Wolf Mon, uh, Wolf Man, Wolf Jedi. It's awesome. We also get we also, Shaggy. We, we get Shaggy. We get Kakruk. We get Ayla Secure. We get Kiati Mundi being just absolutely epic. Okay. So, yeah, that yeah. is awesome. It's more than the droid attack on the Wookiees. Like, he is <laughs> right. so much more than that. Um, Aaron, Aaron Sky Guy also mentioned uh, the Battle of Geonosis, one of the best parts of the film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, again, like, great climate. Like, there's so many parts to this. Like, you can just like the action of the end, but at the same time, the, the film noir, like, the sleuthiness, the detectiveness of it, also the romance, also the complex psychological stuff. This is really a melting plot, melting pot film. It's, mm-hmm. it's really complex and layered. Big time. And so I think it just goes to show that there's so many things you can love about it. And so we have thoroughly shared what we love about it yes, now. Yes, we have. So hopefully um, you have more appreciation for things maybe uh, you didn't before. Or maybe we just reinforced some of the things you appreciate. Yeah. Um, definitely Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, hit us up. Share what you think of uh, Attack of the Clones, what you love about it. Uh, we don't want to create a space for, well, it could have been or it should have been or... All of, we just want to talk about what we love. If you didn't like something, that's fine. Leave that over there. Um, go to comment on some other podcasts. Exactly. Uh, mentions, but you know um, what? If if you have something bad to say about Attack of the Clones, Dungeon Hundred so, Years Dungeon. Tell it to Tamora Morrison. Uh, no, don't, don't actually though. because people are people he are horrible. That. He's beautiful. Yeah, people don't know how to share opinions anymore. Anyway, so share what you love. Yeah. Um, also, if you are, again, we mentioned we missed an episode, but if your uh, podcast feed or if your YouTube playlist was uh, feeling empty, that's because you're not subscribed to a lot of the awesome people over on Red 5 Network. They could be filling your your, your podcast needs while we are busy in a way, so uh, yes. be sure to check out red5network.com. All of the awesome people there, Pizza and Parsecs, uh, and uh, Force Losers, to name a few. Boba is Trying to eat my sleeve currently, but uh, yeah, <laughs> ma- many a podcast that you should be following. Um, Scarif Scuttle Butt. Um, yeah, <laughs> you, you put butt in your name. It's going to be fun to say. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, and also um, with all of the gaming stuff happening, I don't know if you heard, but there's rumors that uh, Knights of the Old Republic is maybe getting a remake, pre-release. We're not quite sure. Is it going to be Skyrim three times again? I don't know, but you know what? You want to know how you stay in the loop on that information is Game Infinite. So Game Infinite on Twitter and Instagram or GameInfinite.net articles, um, opinion pieces, and uh, celebrating creator content on yes. the daily. So uh, check out Jesse and uh, his brand, Game Infinite. They do a lot of great work uh, in promoting and loving games and all of the gaming content you can love from Star Wars. Yes to Tomb Raider, to Genshin Impact, Gen, Gen, I don't, I don't know, I'm I learning, I'm learning new things, um, that, and that's, that's the beauty of, of Jesse and what he does, is I get to yeah. hear about games I never would have heard about before, also, so, check it out, yeah, uh, yeah, I have a message for Twitter people, oh no, please stop making Twilight Princess trend, it's just <laughs> getting disappointing, every right. time I check half the Twitter. time things are twinning, uh, it's not, for what it should be like no. I, I i see something trending and i go to check it out and it's just like oh we're just talking about this like oh, okay yeah cool yeah. anyway so but yeah uh there's that we, like we've already mentioned mortal Kombat is coming up uh we're going to be talking about a little bit of everything from the new one to the original to maybe a little bit of the sequel um and so that awesomeness is ahead we've also got bird and bucky to talk about and 
obviously we just talked about episode two so episode three is coming up we're going to talk Ooh, about that a lot and of people's faves may 4th is around the corner so that means bad batch too so we've got a lot to talk about a lot to put in your ears so make sure you're yeah. subscribed for it and again you will be on our list of things we love if you like share subscribe all of that re- you know incidental stuff it may not seem like a big deal but it matters to us dang it and so please yeah do it join the herd get your ears tickled warm the cockles of my heart and subscribe to my podcast (laughs) and we'll see you next week bye